the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. No, grow, go. The progression of our life in Christ. We'll take a final look at the going part next, here on Truth For Today. Join us. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our weekend edition. Welcome to the broadcast. We have a final look at our No Grow Go series, and today we're looking at that going for Christ and what that looks like. When we do grow in Christ, the desire is to want to go out for Him. And that's the focus today. Won't you join us? Again, from Valley Bible Church in Hercules, here's Pastor Phil Howard and today's broadcast of Truth for Today. Now, I have to ask you and I. Is evangelism a priority in your life and mine? They say most Christians, after being saved two years, lose most of their unsaved friends. Just two years. Why? Uh, Early stories in our church. We had a lot of young people just saved. Well, they'd go to wild parties, and they, you know, everybody's lit. Everybody is partying. Everybody's and they, we don't want you here, man. You're no you're no fun anymore. Get ever since you start packing that bike, don't come to our party. And after about a year of that, you start losing unsaved. And then guess what you do? You only go to Bible studies. Isn't that wonderful? You're heavy in the Word. And, yeah, well, what about the going? No, no. So let somebody else do that. I'm over here in the deeper life, and we're fighting over what time Christ will come again. You know, when you get deep, you argue a lot. Well, why don't you obey a lot? Why don't you just know enough to obey it? While you're trying to figure out the tribulation, your unsaved friends are going to hell. And, hey, you know what? Dino, you should set it up where I evangelize all your pagan Latino friends, and I can't speak any Spanish, but me llama esta Felipe. Come on, let's get an amen. Should I be the one that reaches his Latino friends? Boy, you're frozen. You're looking spiritual, but you're not. Why? Or you know what we need to teach him to do? You need to get them down here so Phil can get them saved. And so I'm to be fishing in the great aquarium every Sunday. How many did you get saved Sunday? Well, there wasn't hardly anyone there that wasn't saved. And the ones that aren't saved conceal it so good we dare not insult them. Who should, who should win his mother, his sister? We had a sister just passed away. His family circle 
would some Anglo boy from Richmond be more effective than a boy from maybe Central America or a man that knows the language, knows Latino culture, knows the arguments, knows Catholicism? They're going to automatically be Catholic if they're Latino. Duh. Or Filipino. Duh. And you say, well, I grew up Filipino. I was Christian. I went to catechism. I know all about the Catholic Church. But let me tell you, when I came to have a personal relationship in Christ where I knew I was going to heaven for sure without last rites, without penance, without the confessional, I'm going straight to heaven because I put my faith in Christ alone. Now, do you think you could share that better than me? No question. No question. But we hire us pastors, and we say, go fishing. I'll bring my unsaved loved ones. Go fishing. Well, I'll fish. I'll try if they could stand my approach. But you, they're stuck with you. You're relative. You're one of their neighbors. Should black people go for black people? Why, sure. White folks, which ones are left, go after them. Uh, come on. Come on. Your circle. I don't care. No, if you've got a bunch of black friends, Latino friends, Asian friends, Chinese, Korean, whoever your sphere of influence, why don't you, are you intentionally going with good news? Do you assume they're lost? And if they're lost, how can they call on him whom we will not tell about? Impossible. They just will perish. Then he said, by the way, uh, once you go to them and they profess Christ, uh, baptize them. Uh, the New Testament, never we never have one incident where a child was baptized. No infants were ever baptized in the New Testament. Uh, infant baptism started with Catholicism. When Luther came along, he kept infant baptism. The Presbyterians uh, practiced it. And they got a whole theology on it. Uh, we're of that group that says baptism is for believers only. It was only to be for people who said, I'm going to become a follower of Christ. A three-month-old baby's never said that. They've never been able to make that. So baptism was a big obedience factor in the New Testament. Now, the Jews had some. Now, of course, John the Baptist baptized. Getting, we're getting ready to have a baptism service. Uh, I believe it's November 8th at night. Gene Schnabel is coordinating that and uh, contact our church office. However, if we can help you there, if you're a believer and you've never been baptized as a believer, you may have been baptized as a child. We don't count that. Because it's only once you said, I am a born-again believer, I'm going to follow Christ, and I want to declare it. I want to declare that I'm a public follower of Christ, not a hidden follower. And so, if you're in that category, we would love to baptize you. Uh, the word baptize comes from this word, get this, baptizo. And it means to drown it was used of sinking ships. It was used of taking your sword and plunging it. It was like of a uh, uh, 
a, a smith working with metals. He would put the sword into a barrel of water. Uh, it was a thorough immersion. And so we, uh, we immerse you. We've only lost one. And uh, uh, it is an immersion showing that I've become a follower of Christ and I'm now identified with him. doesn't save, but it says, I've been saved. I'm following Christ. It's very important. You need to be baptized if you haven't. We don't believe it saves you, but it says, I'm not ashamed to go public that I know Christ. Then he goes on to say, uh, teach them to observe, teach them to observe everything I've commanded you. Uh, and, and I mean, now look at that. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I won't be a part of the process. No, I am with you always to the end of the age, even in 2015, if you'll do this. So we have to ask ourselves honestly, uh, how can I reach my world for Christ? And like I said, we're starting in our January Bible studies. We're going to do uh, a study. We're going to be using the material for a month, and we hope it becomes a part of your personal philosophy called the oikos principle, which is simply the Greek word for household, house or household. And if you could just start with five people that is in your sphere of influence on the job, family members, uh, neighbors, whatever's in yours, the cleaner man, your barber, whoever, that you start praying for and look for intentional ways to make an inroad, to make an inroad in their life. Uh, Because God wants you to be the fisherman. He wants you to be someone. And then we hope that all of us can be a part of training them, teaching them. But uh, uh, see, many churches, we only grow by transfer growth. Someone uh, moves here from Alabama looking for a church, and they come. Has the body of Christ grown? No. We've got one Christian moving from one area to the other. And when you don't want to do evangelism, you can hope the other church gets in a fight because you might pick up five families. Is that church growth? Now, that's just relocating chairs on the deck of the Titanic. We're just relocating saints that can't get along. Get over here. Get over there. Get over. Wait, wait, wait. Just natural attrition unless you stay fruitful and multiply, and many of you have made your contribution. You don't look like you're in the procreating mode. Unless we have children coming here and abounding in them, where do we replace the Les Grahams, the Tom Woods, the Tom Malins, the Jay Hardaways, people that God takes by death, attrition, move to another job. So congregations, they say, wow, we're kind of maybe becoming old. We're not growing. How are you doing with evangelism? 
Well, I'm not done. You know, I, that's not my gift. Jesus didn't say if this is your gift. He's commanding us to go. He's commanding us to disciple. He's commanding us to baptize. If you don't want to share, who would you think God would raise up to share? If you won't do it, who will? You know, I, I work as a chaplain with Jews for Jesus. And uh, I go to their meetings in San Francisco, which is their headquarters. And uh, there's nothing any harder to do than Jewish evangelism. It's hard work. The resistance is incredible. The uh, whole line of the Jew is you can't be Jewish and be a Christian. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. By the way, the miracle is you could be a Gentile and become a Christian. That's the miracle. And, uh, uh, we finally become kosher. We accept a Jewish Messiah. Right? And quit moon worship. And quit temple worship. No, no, no. That, that's the miracle. But did you know I talked to Jewish workers? and I, I have a friend that is a uh, Jewish director in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, trying to encourage him in the Lord. He said, it's, there's like a ceiling over my people. It, it's tough. I've got to go to Russian Jews. Uh, he was going to the Ukraine. They're fleeing communism. They're fleeing anti-Semitism. Jews are fleeing Europe. ISIS is growing there. They come in. They populate. They procreate. They have lots of children. Pretty soon they're in the government. Pretty soon they've got Sharia law, different neighborhoods. And Jews are hated. Jews are hated. Down with Jews. Down with America. We've had one of the most neutral uh, administrations about Israel we've ever had in years. Forget it. Don't want to get involved. Israel is fighting for a life. And here they are trying to evangelize those people. Who are you intentionally going to the going? We take the initiative. Who do you know that's a believer that's never publicly announced it? It's like being engaged to a guy that you don't want anyone to meet. Our girl, she's so ugly, I don't want my friends to know we're getting married. Would that be bad? Wedding day, have her wear a sack? No, I mean, it just doesn't fit. I mean, you want, you want everybody to meet your fiancé. Huh? I'm serious about this girl. Then you take her home and introduce her to mom and dad instead of saying, man, I'm going to keep her hid out till we get married. You know, it just doesn't quite fit. And so I, I'm engaged to a Savior I wouldn't want you to ever know about. He, and, and by the way, I know you're going to hell, but you ain't going to find out how to go to heaven from me. That's what Billy Graham does. Well, Billy Graham's about 94 years old, and any moment will be caught home with the Lord. What about this generation? This generation. Well, any of your friends you know going to hell and have they ever been told how they can have the gift of eternal life? Wouldn't you love to be the person that went fishing and led them to the Savior? You can do it. You're God's tool. You're God's means. Don't look at anybody else. Who in your circle of influence 
do you have the direct influence that you can talk to them about Christ? Now, you got to be smart to go fishing. You can't insult them. You can't, be, you know, you, use your breath, mints, clean up a little bit. Uh, you got to be wise enough. Fishing's not easy. Fishing's not easy. The fish aren't always biting. What I would do is who in your sphere of influence is in crises? Uh, have they gone through a divorce? Uh, are, are they, have they been diagnosed with cancer? Is one of their kids breaking their heart? Uh, are they going to be filing for bankruptcy? Uh, uh, when, how far along are they in this nervous breakdown? How long have they been in the hospital? You know what? You would look. Uh, you, you take this Henri boy over here, uh, Andrew. I mean, he, he's Henri to the hill. Not worth spit when he's mad. Never knew him very much. But I taught a class one day when I was a teaching at a seminary in Vallejo. And at the end of that class, I felt divinely impressed to go see Andrew. Andrew's had, you cannot believe how many surgeries this man has had on his legs, uh, suffered a horrendous accident as a garbage man in Marin climbing all those hills. And I mean, he had a horrific job, still scheduled for surgeries. Probably had 11, about 11 now. But I go, and he's in the hospital in lots of pain, and some company looked better than none. Right, Andrew? When I walked through, he said, oh, no, God is judging me. You know, not quite. I stayed there, visited. We formed a bond in that hospital room of which we became endeared to each other. I love him. I care for his soul. He knows I do. And he loves me. Yep. And it was all settled, not here, in a hospital room at Kaiser Vallejo. Right? I could treat him like a son. And if not, he'd tear my head off. He's made for war. You got anybody in your life? Let me tell you about my mother. Then I close. I'm done. Wait, wait. I got 10. What time? The clock's off. They've got it quarter to seven. <laughs> Good night. I didn't preach that long. Uh, tell you a story. Then we're, we're done. Tell you how my mother got saved. Uh, my mother's the eldest of 10 children. Irish immigrants, all my mother's people, Irish. Grandfather was an Irish mi coal miner, died of miner's consumption in Pitcher, Oklahoma, Missouri. Frontier people, born in the 1800s. Well, uh, my dad and mom got married. She was maybe 18, 19, uh, uh, maybe married a year or two. You know, no birth control, first baby comes along. Lawrence John Jr., good, good. Hazel comes along, second child. Monty Ray comes along. Uh, well, one day she's out uh, on the front in El Dorado, Kansas. She's just sitting on the porch, and this, her boy was sitting on the curb. Junior was uh, four years old, 
And when the bread truck came out, the guy didn't see him, and his front tires ran over his feet, uh, the little boy, because he just sitting at the curb. And going over his feet, it threw him forward, and then the back tires ran over his chest, killed him in front of my mother. Okay. Uh, and it was either after that or when a drunk doctor killed my second brother with the forceps, crushed his brain, bled to death. So they've left with one girl. They've lost two boys. She's lost two babies through miscarriages. Uh, she's, oh, she's about 23 and already buried two boys, several miscarriages. And she's screaming, screaming, screaming out of her head. My dad had to hire a woman to come in and take care of her. She was a screaming maniac. She went berserk. He had to work. This is in the 20s, screaming. And a couple of women from an Assembly of God church are working in the neighborhood, and they go knock at uh, their door, and they said uh, to the woman, oh, we're here inviting women to a block Bible study. And she said, well, can't you hear the woman screaming? The, she is the lady of the house. She's lost some babies. She's had a nervous breakdown. She's out of her head. She's out of her head. She won't be going to anything. Okay, okay. Month or so goes by. She finally starts getting her sanity back. 22 years old, whatever. She uh, is invited again. She goes to this Bible study on the block. And she said that that day they presented Jesus, presented the gospel. And she said, as a broken young woman and a grieving young mother, she said, I knelt next to some sawhorses where they had the bluing dye. Any women ever remember the tubs when they put the bluing dye and everything? I remember my mother had them. She said, my altar was a sawhorse, and I knelt as a broken young mother that see my boys killed. She said, I was in desperate pain. I needed a Savior. See, part of our immunity in America, everybody looks good driving a nice car, dressing good, and if they needed something, they wouldn't tell you because we're American. We ain't poor folks. We're no longer white trash or blacks from Mississippi. We got good jobs. We get good pay. We got an education. Don't act like I have any needs. Oh, you're needy when you don't know Christ. And it's harder to find those steps, those nerves. You can't talk to them about economics. But you know what? I find out people with money get divorces. People with money get cancer. God has ways of letting needs pop up. And if we would be smart enough as fishermen, when that heart is breaking, it cracks open the earth's soil so we can drop the seed in. A broken heart is the crack in the soil if we'd quit being asleep. Get there and tell them some good news and tell them of somebody that wants to save them. Go fishing. Go looking for broken, needy, 
looking for people who make a quarter of a million a year and are losing their kids, and the woman, they don't know if she's going to stay. And their heart's broken. Just start looking. It's a broken world, no matter how good we are at covering up. We're totally inside bankrupt. God bless you. And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. By the way, men, we would invite you to join us for our Valley Bible Church Men's Conference, Walking to Win. You know, life is a journey, and how you get through it matters. Abiding in Him makes all the difference in the world. This series will be taken from John chapter 15, and again, the conference is called Walking to Win. It's Friday, March 9th, Check in at 5.30, and Saturday, March 10th, with breakfast at 8 a.m. The price includes dinner Friday evening, breakfast, and lunch on Saturday, and each attendee's packet will include a free book that will be useful on your journey, a DVD, conference booklet, pen, and snacks. Again, that's Friday, March 9th, and Saturday, March 10th. The cost for registration is $60, $30 if you plan on attending Saturday only. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.